Ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Green Nation Podcast. It's the sad, the sad podcast. Uh, you know, because uh, North Texas lost in the uh, in the NIT uh, overtime against the what? The, are they the slowest, or are we the slowest? I forgot who was fifty eighth, three hundred fifty eight. We ladies, were the slowest. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, with me as. Always during basketball season, Mr. Greg Godecker. Um uh Twitter Ryler Upper, I think. Uh, <laughs> um so uh, all right, so let's just talk about it, right? This let's start from the beginning. Uh UVA is a good team. They're not you know, they're not the team that you know, that got to the to the national title game or even the one that lost to UMBC. Um, they're sort of in between that have like Kihei Clark out there. You saw what they had, right? And if you were not super impressed, uh, that, that makes sense because they were not super impressive. Um, you know, I, I thought they had a couple of dudes that were, you know, dangerous. Gardner was definitely dangerous. They wanted that dude Franklin to be their shooter and basically to do what he did tonight, right? Five of seven from three, uh, just killing it. But he had, I think he shot 25% on the season, so... Obviously not. That's not good. I don't know if you know that. Um, you know, so there you go. I, I'm trying to put it all into into like some kind of context here. Like, what does it mean? I think the the easy questions are like, oh, does it, did we underperform? Did we? Are we bad? Are we not a good team? Greg, what are your immediate thoughts to all those things? Just missed opportunities. You know, Virginia, I think, left the game out there for North Texas to take, and they just weren't able to do it down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they came from behind there at the, in the regular – in the regular um, – the um, Regulation. The regular part of the – yeah, regulation. Sorry. We call it when it's the regular part, but not like the extra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not in the extra time. That's mm. a different sport. Uh, so it, in the second half there down the stretch – where, you know, they hit some key, key shots to climb back in the game, get tied. But then there was a period where, you know, Usman missed some shots. Thomas Bell had the turnover. So they just, they missed. And then, you know, we had the shot at the end of the game to win it. Couldn't knock it down. And then in, in overtime as well, too, you know, there was just missed opportunities. They didn't lock down defensively on uh, Franklin, like you said, and he burned us, got them a lead. So I think that's just my easy way to sum it up. You uh, had so, every every uh, chance to win that game, you just couldn't finish it off. Yeah, and that's uh, so two things about it, right? One, you can't ask for more. You always want a chance to win it. And I thought that North Texas did well to put themselves in that position. Uh, you know, like it's it's postseason stuff. This is not the NCAA tournament, sure. And uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, the broadcaster getting to talk to them, and they had. They basically said, yeah, I don't want to go to the NIT. And then they're like, no, uh, next day, let, let's do it. We can win this NIT or whatever. Um, I wonder if that had something to do with some of the little bit slow start against Texas State. Well, not slow start, slow middle. But uh, in this one, I thought everybody came out strong. It was a classic North Texas kind of game. Uh, they played good defense early. Uh, I, anything that Virginia did, I want to give Virginia credit. They're a good team, you know, a talented team. Uh, I like Gardner. I think he was clearly a talent. Uh, Beekman was good. I made uh, I made mention that that dude is like uh, he, he got a rebound and went the length of the court a couple of times. If you want to criticize North Texas as missing something as part of uh, like the next step or something like that, that could have been maybe they would have won the conference USA or something like that. Is they didn't really have a guy that could do that, right? Like a Quan Jackson from UAB that would steal it, go the length of the floor, and and get an easy bucket. North Texas would steal it and then just kind of you know win it. Again, it's it's a it's a slight criticism, right? It's not like man, this team sucks because the team doesn't suck, right? Twenty five wins on the season, twenty five and seven, uh, or twenty six and seven, right? That's good, but I, I think you can see the next step there, right? Like Beekman steal easy bucket. He he sparked that ten zero run that Virginia had in the second half. Um, and, uh, you know, we need that. Um, I thought the other side of it, J.J. Murray played really well. He had, uh, was it five assists in this one? 
North Texas gave him the ball and said, be the point guard. They had Perry running off a couple screens. Uh, and they were missing Reuben Jones in this, and that's that's another no. I think Reuben Jones would have probably been guarding Franklin uh, a couple times. And, um, you know, J.J. Murray ran the pick and roll with uh, Abu Usman, who was dominant. Uh, and, you know, that sparked a comeback. That almost won the game for them. Uh, almost sparked a comeback in, in the overtime. I thought there were a lot of gutsy plays in this one. And, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for them. I, I was – I thought that North Texas played really well, even if, as you said, they left some opportunities on the floor, which they did. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, certain guys, yeah, played well. You know, there in the beginning of the game, Virginia, it just didn't look like they scouted us well at all. Like, they just <laughs> yeah. didn't really care because they were doing things that, you know, allow us to run good offense yeah. and how they were guarding us. And then, then they started to adjust and were like, okay, we can give these guys some cushion, not let them drive to the basket, and then that kind of slows down their entire offense. When our offense was kicking, the ball wasn't sticking in people's hands for, you know, 15 to 25 seconds. Um, you know, J.J. did play well at times. I think, you know, he, he does turn it over, you know, every once in a while. He made a bad pass down the stretch. Other guys did too. Um, he didn't do, he didn't really make a ton of shots. He took a shot late too, which I don't know if, if, uh, McCaslin was happy with that, but somehow the ball always ends mm -hmm. up in JJ's hands near the end of the shot clock. So, mm -hmm. I mean, at least he tried to create offense, right? You can't not, you know, he was one of those guys that when his offense was on the whole off, the rest of the offense was really efficient, but when he wasn't making shots, defenses were like, okay, we're just going to leave that guy alone and it's not going to be a problem. But then, like you said tonight, you know, they put him in the pick and roll situations down there on the baseline. And he would hit it on. Virginia did a really good job, just like all the other teams that guard North Texas well. They do the hard hedging. Um, and they were doing that to Perry. I mean, they were really beating him up at the top of the key or anytime he came off of a screen when he had the ball, I, I mean, they were really physical with him and, and that kind of disrupted his game. And I wish he would have tried to get downhill a little bit more, um, but he, he didn't play bad. Yeah. I think there, there's a little bit of like, um, uh, well, what is it? I think that the benefit of playing good teams, right? Tony Ben is a good coach, right? He's a national championship winning coach. He's won ACC a bunch, um, you know, that you see how they're going to guard you at the highest levels, right? What they're going to do, what, what you know, that kind of thing. And I, I think it makes you a better team. And now for, like, say, Thomas Bell, uh, I think um, Tony Bennett thought Thomas Bell was a really good player. I think he praised him in the in the pregame. And then he, you know, he, as they were leaving, he kind of gave him a little extra pat and a little extra conversation, like, you know, you're amazing, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And he is. He's a good player. Um Thomas Bell's gonna gonna be gone. Uh, McBride probably gonna be gone. But you look at like Tyler Perry, uh, Abu Usman, and we've said this before. I think that dude, uh, if he can continue his development, he has Conference USA Player of the Year type uh, a season in his grasp. You know what I mean? You're Do talking you about Usman? Yeah, Usman. Okay. You did die. Yeah. All right. I'm back. Die. Yeah. So uh, uh, last we left you, I said uh, Abu Usman has a chance to win Conference USA Player of the Year. Like just the way you know, like I said, he, he's obviously going to have uh, a, a lot of uh, challengers, right? I mean, but I think you know if you can get 15, 20 points a game, uh, you know, and and like 10, 15 rebounds, which I think is within his grasp. Like I said, if he continues his development, he went from an intriguing kind of prospect. Uh, you know, like sort of backing up Zach Simmons to to being very good this season. You continue that, I think you know you have a chance. Um, I mean, does he need to win it? No. Do we need him to be Conference USA Player of the Year type dude? Uh, no, we don't need that either. We Abu Usman is not going to be Conference USA Player of the Year. Has a chance. He has a chance. It's my point. From a statistical standpoint, yeah, I can see 
see where you're going with that. Do I think that he's actually going to be Conference USA Player of the Year? Probably not. <laughs> I think he's going to be really good. Yeah. If he chooses to stay at UNT, I mean, that's going to be the, the other thing. Can, can North Texas hold on to him? And, you know, I mean, he's not from Texas. He's from the, you know, Brooklyn area. So maybe one of the, the Big East schools might try to go get him. I don't know, man. Maybe St. Peter's, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, he, he might say I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. How many times have we seen that gif this past weekend? But yeah, so so like, all right. So my point in saying that, right, like that, uh, I think he's is that he's good, right? Is that he has come a long way. He's an integral part of the the team. He played a very good game in this one. You know, um, what did he have? Uh, Sixteen points, uh, four rebounds, something like that. Uh, yeah. He played well. He did a good job. I liked his game. I still like his game. I think he's going to get better. He probably can just add a little 15-footer to his game. He doesn't need to be Jalen Gardner out there. You know what I mean? He just needs to be able to have a face-up game to keep them honest. There's a couple times in this one where Thomas Bell, um, Abu Usman, caught the ball and had a good look, but then, you know, like they had to go start backing him down. I think that slows us up, which is fine, right? We like to play deliberately. But I think that it makes us a little predictable, and in you know certain situations, it, it's it's difficult. We put a lot of pressure on, like say, um, Tyler Perry, uh, and then McBride to ball up. McBride was was awesome, six of eleven from three in this one, twenty one points for that guy. Yeah, he he was he was very good. I mean, he he tried to attack the basket, didn't really finish. And this is Drez I'm talking about. Didn't really finish a lot around the rim. Um, but it's always good to see him attack the basket. And then he hit clutch shots down the stretch, which, I mean, he's really done for the entirety of his career. And, and he played pretty good defense. Played a lot of the game, too, because, like you said, we didn't have Ruben Jones. So, I mean, it's, you know, he does have eligibility left, but I don't know if he's coming back or not. Yeah, he's another sort of question mark. I think uh, they said, I wonder who they were talking about specifically. They said the leaders on the team – the and I'm thinking it's probably led by Thomas Bell. We're like, yeah, we're done. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that everybody comes back again for the next one. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about the game because I thought there were some things about the way they're defending us that kind of highlighted some weaknesses. Um, they were defending Perry. Uh, he couldn't get anything going when he had to go one on one, so they moved him to the off ball. That's something we talked about in recent podcast episodes where it's like. We probably need another another ball handler, right? Somebody else, uh, a scorer, somebody to take the pressure off uh, Perry. And you can you can swap it, right? You can have Perry run the point or like be the b- primary ball handler uh, for a stretch of the game, and then just sort of hand it off. But um, I think that it's a lot to ask uh, for him to do not only the ball handling but the scoring, right? JJ Murray again was great in that role in this one, but he's not. He's not as much of a threat. It'd be great if Murray could be a threat from three or something like that. He was 0 for 2 in this one uh, from three. Wasn't really attacking. Uh, 0 for 3 on the game. Uh, I think you got to upgrade whatever position that is. Uh, I think you mentioned it, right? Move Perry off the ball. That's probably the ideal. Yeah, so, like, I mean, we had talked about it the last podcast. But kind of thinking about it changed my mind. I think his best suited role is somebody like a Mo Gibson where he is the number two, he's not the primary ball yeah. handler the entire time. Because then I, I think that frees him up to move off off the screens and get open shots to where, I mean, he had to work for everything in, in these tough games like UAB, Louisiana Tech, um, uh, that, and then uh, the Texas State game, then this game against Virginia where teams are really putting him through the ringer, mm-hmm. you know, when he's trying to go – you know, get a screen from Usman or Bell. They're really like being physical with him. If you move him off the ball, you know, that's a little bit more freedom movement. And, you know, I think he would, it still allows him to be who he is, a scorer. Like that's what you needed him to be. You needed him to be a scorer. So um, not having Ruben though, man, that really, it really hurt tonight because he is that other guy. He was that other ball handler. He had 40 minutes of, you know, Virginia beating up Tyler Perry where, you know, Ruben could have taken some of that off. He would have been able to guard Franklin probably a little bit better um, than some of the other guys. But, you know, I, 
I wish I kind of wanted to see Stone a little bit more. I felt like the way that he played when he got in the game, he deserved some. He he got the rebound and the putback, and you know they put him in there at the end of it. He didn't play the whole second half. He gets in there the end of overtime, and you know he strips the ball away from the one guy, and Thomas gets the, the rebound and the putback, and he didn't really look lost defensively, but he gave them extra athleticism, and I think that probably the biggest thing that they need to upgrade is go get some some athleticism yeah i mean you're, you're losing some guys that can play above the rim you're losing you're losing thomas yeah and i think he did it. He, he was an unbelievable athlete is an unbelievable athlete being able to play the foreman at that position but also like do a lot of uh like a defensive wing like a defensive three kind of deal where um, you know he could he could guard your three, he can guard your two, he probably even guard your one. I, I said this before. He he has made some big plays in his North Texas career. So round of applause for him. Do I have a do I have a? I don't have audio for that. Um, but like he he's been able to like I was looking back at the Purdue win, even that Western Kentucky overtime win in the championship game last season. He came up with some ridiculously huge important blocks. And we're gonna miss that. Like you know, Abu Usman is not—he's not a, a shot blocker dude. You know what I mean? So um, he's made some big blocks this year too. Yeah, but uh, Thomas yeah, Bell got... is the main guy, right? He's the main guy <laughs> yeah. doing that blocking. What are you looking at? Uh, yeah, I would—I would agree with that. I mean, but Usman, like I said, he's made key blocks. Yeah. He's not, you know, a crazy defender. Like Thomas Bell can defend anybody. Right, mm-hmm. he can defend a guard. He can defend a seven foot four guy. He can defend guys like Kenneth Lofton. So that's what made him so uh, unique. He was just versatile. He could score, you know, inside, and he could score outside. But we really didn't get a lot of him scoring outside this year, and I, I think that hurt the offense throughout the year. He wasn't able to knock down the three at the rate that he did in previous years, and maybe that had to come. Maybe that came from them asking him to do more yeah so i i thought he had six assists in this one um to your point i wonder exactly what happened because they did praise thomas bell but they didn't like they didn't let him do some uh well they didn't guard him the way some conference usa teams are guarding him where they would kind of get him double him on the post or whatever he would and, and some of that was like north texas changing the way they were getting him the ball they got him the ball a little bit further out and had him attack um, whatever the situation was, six assists for Thomas Bell, uh, twelve points on the night. He had some tough putbacks, uh, eight rebounds, uh, eight defensive rebounds, right? Twelve total, four offensive rebounds. Good stuff from him. Uh, played forty-five minutes tonight. I mean, he was great. He did it. He did a very Thomas Bell type of performance in this one. Uh, all praise feel, that way. Does it feel crazy that we go out to end the season shooting? Seventy-eight point six percent from the free throw line in a game. A little bit, yeah. Like I mean, you know, it's. I always feel like whatever your weaknesses are, right? It's gonna, you know, be what causes you trouble at the at the end, right? Because a lot of times, good teams will make you do the thing you're weakest at, right? Uh, free throw shooting is sort of one of those things that. Uh, um, Sorry, I didn't mean to send. I sent you a link. I meant to send somebody else. Um, free throw shooting is one of those things that you. I mean, yeah, you can control. You can get to the line. But I thought in this one, the way that they made us weak was like they were sort of asking us to. You know, they're saying, "Okay, Tyler Perry, how many clutch shots can you make?" And we were rel- we were rel- I don't say over reliant because the dude got us there. It's like uh, <laughs> that he had a four point play right. It, we had a chance to win it with, with Tyler Perry. It, that's the sword that we lived and died by, right? Late game, Tyler Perry, get a big bucket. Uh, 55 all, eight seconds to go, Tyler Perry with the ball. I love that situation, right? If you ask me, you, you know, this is the situation it's going to be in. Are you cool with that? Yes, let's do it. He did it against Texas State. Um, you know, he got a good shot off-ish in overtime. But the regulation one, I think, is one he and Mac and everybody wants back. Uh, you knew I I knew he was going to take a step back corner three look there, but it. Well, I didn't know like, he was going to go take the corner three. I 
I was hopeful that it would just be a straight on one on one, no screens, no clutter. Like it seemed like it, it was too cluttered over there on the sideline. It wasn't it wasn't a clean look. Yeah, and, and I, you give Clark a lot of credit for that too. I think they were trying to be like they were trying to run a set right, and you see this. You know, you've watched a lot of college basketball recently. You've seen this where they do like a throw ahead and then so that way you're not dribbling up the court. You can kind of throw it ahead and then get the ball back and sort of reset and then go to work. Um, the one way to defend that is to just kind of double it and force the pass, right? Because obviously the team wants their best dude to be the guy receiving the ball. And if he's not, then, you know, what do you got? Uh, you have the screener or somebody else doing it. So it ends up becoming a chess match. So to your point, yeah, don't um you know don't run that cuz then you don't um risk taking the ball out of your best player's hands right even for that moment um i agree though like I, if I, I was if i was mac and i was going to run run a set and not an iso i, I would have ran it for drez yeah um but in that situation and i'm fine with doing either right you know drez has hit big shots so you could have ran a set for him and i think you you would have got probably a little bit better look but I just, like I said, I think it was just there was too much clutter over there. You know, he, he went with the fadeaway shot. And, you know, look, like you said, we lived and died by his shots. And, you know, he, he didn't make it. But look at what Virginia did to him, like, all game long. You know, he played the entire game. He got beat up on offense. Then on defense, he had to run through 45 million screens <laughs> trying to chase. The, you know, they started him out on Clark and then McCaslin. I think they changed it up, which was good because – Clark is a tough dude to guard because he's so fast. Yeah, you um, end up chasing him all game, yeah. But then they changed, you know, they switched it. They put him on Beekman, and then they switched him on Franklin, and that didn't work out well because Franklin was just getting the shots, and then he Get was in loose, rhythm. Yeah. So you're asking, you know, Perry to do – they really asked him to do a lot this game, and like you said, he was there, but, I mean, that's that's tough. Yeah, so, I mean – that shot at the end. I, I, there's there's a couple uh, things I think they would like to improve. Mac was obviously pointing out, hey, you got to get a better shot there, whatever. I think, you know, there's one criticism of Coach Mac that I think is valid, is that he's a little too demonstrative to his players on the court. <laughs> um, and, like, it can, I mean, it looks annoying. <laughs> Uh, like I said, all the other stuff, whatever you you can you can kind of make up for that by being like you you basically have to be a great guy uh, in the locker room and all this other stuff because uh, there's sometimes like come on what are you doing you know, and you're like you know uh, like on the court it doesn't sound like necessarily the kind of coaching you want even like uh, like that was a terrible play. <laughs> uh, it's actually I don't know it's like this zoom thing it keeps dropping uh, you know zoom's killing me. All right, so I was making a point before I was so rudely interrupted, Zoom. Uh, and that point was, um, I mean, I don't love it. Like, he was very clearly saying, that's not the play you're supposed to run. You're supposed to get over here, whatever. Uh, you know, whatever. I, the guys win. I'm, I'm not going to question that. But uh, he was clearly telling Perry, hey, look, you got to take a better shot than that. A little bit later, I thought there was plenty of time. It was like 30 seconds in overtime. Uh, I think Perry pulls up for a long three. Again, fine. That's a shot that you want from your best shooter in that situation. Uh, Tyler Perry is the best um, off-the-dribble three-point shooter we have, or even catch-and-shoot in a lot of cases. Uh, so you don't hate that. I thought, though, and he ended up doing this the next drive, is that you could drive in and get a bucket or at least attack the basket. You can get an N1 um, and or, you know, Something could happen. You get a layup. You're only down four at that point. You go down two, and then you, you never know what happened. Uh, Virginia shot terribly at the free throw line, <laughs> so that was amazing. They gave us more of a chance than we should have had late. Um, and, I mean, you know, like I said, we hit the shots against Texas State. We didn't hit those shots against Virginia. That's the game. That's it. There's nothing really to analyze besides any of those things, like in terms of, like, late game scenarios, um, you know, whatever. They got shots that they, they can hit, they can make, they missed them. Cool. That's fine. Uh, I thought the real criticism was, or like it's not even like criticism. It's like the real limitation of North Texas basketball this season was that they were not that deep. We knew that coming in. So for them to win 26 games, win the regular season title with that lack of depth, uh, that's, you know, 
that's a point to to praise them and say great job because they didn't really have anybody uh and you know texas state <laughs> sort of made them pay for it uh you know taking them to overtime tyler perry got fouled out ruben jones got uh did he get ruben jones get fouled out in that one too i thought he did uh, it was a long time ago. I, my <laughs> criticism like three, from, four days ago. Uh, the, uh, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, what's well, happened since then? My criticism of the offense, or it was playing through Thomas Bell. I just, I don't know if he was suited to be a the guy to run your offense through. Like we we were missing another dude that you could. We we had a bunch of guys that were number two and number three type of players. They weren't like. JV on Hamlet, like this is the one guy we were missing that dude all year, right? And I know you don't, you know, you don't grow JV on Hamlet guys on a <laughs> yeah, tree, exactly. but and they're tough to recruit. But that's where I thought that the biggest flaw was because, like, you know, Thomas is great and he, he did a lot of things, but where he just kind of hamstrung the offense was the, the back and down in the post and then taking kind of some wild shots and that. You know, he wasn't as efficient from three-point range. He didn't have a mid-range game. Usually your best player or your number one guy can go score at every level. Thomas can score from behind the arc and at the rim. He's not going to score really from a mid-range game. And that kind of condensed the offense a little bit. And then, I mean, not having – yeah, the depth was – you would have liked to have one other guy maybe or at least have – a better offensive option than than JJ Murray, right? And that's nothing against JJ. He was he was a great defender all year, and he got on the first team all defense, and that was well deserved. But there's no denying that he did hurt the offense throughout the year. And offense <laughs> wins you games, and it does win you championships in March. Your guard play does win. Yeah, I don't you think they were saying too much different, right? Like we're missing we're missing a couple more guys, and I think a couple more guys fill that in, right? You have a different option. For JJ, maybe a knockdown three-point shooter, or maybe that's another big, right? Or maybe that's just something, you know, like I said, somebody to spot Thomas Bell in a different aspect. Whatever it is, like, yeah, so you just look across the way. I think Virginia had a similar situation. They have a point guard, and Keyhead Clark is good, but he has his limitations. They had a shooter that couldn't shoot, and outside of that, they had nobody, right? So it was a little bit like how we're looking at McBride and saying, please hit threes because we ain't got no, really nothing else. And then they have Gardner, who can't really step out, you know. So you can hit that 15-footer, but and that's kind of it. So you can see why they, they didn't get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Virginia, very limited. Their defense wasn't great. You can see why we were so good. Yeah. Our defense is very good, but then we are also limited offensively, right? You know, you, can, you also could see that. Um, again, I think it's a credit to the team for them playing beyond those limitations and getting the results they did. I think it also made it harder <laughs> to win those games. You know, this Texas State game shouldn't have been as hard, I don't think. Credit to Texas State. Um, but, you know, in this one, there were opportunities, but it was sort of the same thing. We're asking a lot of Tyler Perry. Um, and, you know, you can look back to last season. We asked a lot of Javion Hamlet, too, right? We said, please uh, <laughs> carry us in these clutch moments. And amazing that he did that. But, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. the way they. they- they yeah. built the offense that way, right? So to expect something different this year and then to not have that guy, I mean, you had to expect our offense to take a step back. And, you know, it did. It wasn't as efficient as it had been the past, you know, I don't know, like three years or something going back. You know, we had the 2020 year with Dengu and Mo and the offense was just off the chains. The defense struggled a little bit. And last year, the offense, it struggled, but it got kicked in late in the season. The defense was pretty good. This year, the defense was really good. And then the offense was kind of, you know, it, it had its moments. If we weren't hitting threes, we weren't, you know, really beating people. And I don't say like hitting, you know, a bunch, a bunch of threes, but hitting threes efficiently. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that is the game, right? That's basketball, right? You get shots, you got to hit them. I think – so the, the purpose of, like, scheming and all this other stuff is to get good shots within the offense where everybody knows where they're coming from. I thought North Texas did that a lot, but I thought, again, it required some superhuman kind of things where, like, we're going to – we absolutely need Thomas Bell to fly in and overpower 
uh, a guy that's bigger than him by 40 pounds, right? Um, again, that's that's tough. Tyler Perry, we need him to get buckets, even though he's 5'10". Um, and, you know, as it got harder, right, as we played in the conference tournament, as we played in the NIT, you start seeing better teams that have better game plans, better athletes, better players, better coaches, and they're more prepared for that kind of thing. And I thought that was it. And I don't think that's bad. It was a great ending. That was good. I think we learned a lot about ourselves in that respect. Um, uh, I think, again, just we said it in the Slack. I forget. I don't have the Slack open right now. But uh, we need, <laughs> I think <laughs> somebody said, we need, we need more speed. Uh, you know, we need some more athletes because we're going to lose Thomas Bell. Uh, we need more scores, another off-the-ball score. And I think we'll be in a good spot. I like what North Texas is in terms of the coaching staff. I don't really see anybody leaving right now. All the all the jobs closed up. <laughs> is that true? Not all of them. South Carolina is still open, but they're not looking at McCaslin. LSU is still open. That's kind of like a wild card. Don't know where exactly they're going to turn to. They tried to swing, I think, big for a couple guys, but um, they – kind of struck out there it's, it's tougher for big guys to move in college basketball than it is in football so LSU may be looking at a mid-major guy maybe the guy from Murray State and there's going to be like three or four other jobs where guys move laterally or you know that open up but is one of the regional jobs going to open up I don't know you know Muss is is doing well at Arkansas Buzz maybe at A&M you know, but I, th- I think they like him. But and and that would be the one thing is if he would take the LSU job, which I, I don't know if, if, if he would. And, and then I think A&M would go after McCaslin if that's the case, just because if you haven't seen Tang, the Baylor assistant, he, he jumped over to Kansas State uh, tonight. So, yeah, I mean, the, any job that opens, that's a decent job. McCaslin's going to get mentioned for it just because. You know, he's been a really good mid-major coach. But if you're an athletic director, I mean, has he has he done enough to to um, prove to I you think that Red he Baker deserves thinks it? So. But, uh... <laughs> well, Ren's already got him, you know, hired and is fine. It's, you know, other people. And, and maybe McCasson's happy and he doesn't want to leave and, and that's good for us. But, you know, like you said, at... When you look at the, the mid-majors that had played, if you watch the NCAA tournament, there's been really good mid-major plays, right? You see Murray State, you see San Francisco, you see St. Peter's, the Peacocks, um, you see UAB's in there. Houston's not a mid-major, but, you know, they're, they're a regional team. But all these these mid-majors that, that made the tournament, they had really good athletes. And I was just watching, and I was like, man, you know, the athleticism is off the charts at these schools. You know, we need to kind of match that here at North Texas, right? We, we had a group of really just good basketball players. They executed down the stretch of games. They executed in games. They played well defensively. They communicated. They did all the little things right. What separated them in some games was athleticism, like against UAB like against Virginia tonight, if you had more athleticism, that's what's going to take you to the Yeah, and I think we said this before. I thought losing James Reese was big. You knew he was going to move on. You wanted to to kind of get – but we didn't really get a James Reese-type dude in his place because, you know, Reese was an athlete. Um, You know, he was springy. He could sprint. He was usually the guy that was finishing the breaks. And this one, like seeing Beekman get the rebound, push it through our our guards – and then get down for a bucket. I was like, I don't know that we have a guy that could do that kind of thing um, anymore. Um, and, you know, that's tough. I think Ruben can be that guy. I, I think Ruben that's can true. be that I mean, guy. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like on the floor, I was like, well, who do we got that can match that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got so you. Tonight, yeah. It, yeah. And so, but that's that. the deal. You probably want a couple guys, right? You need, you need a couple. And I mean, this is a silly kind of thing. Like, you know, I think we should get – the best possible basketball player on our basketball team. Yes, yes, that is the goal. They're out there doing it, trying to get these dudes. Um, as far as, like, a destination, is North Texas a place to, to come to uh, now? I don't know. I mean, SMU's pretty good. They're, like, a very local competition. Uh, I don't know that UT Arlington 
Yeah, so they UT, lost tonight. I don't know that UT Arlington is really, you know, challenging North Texas for recruits. I think Louisiana Tech is, though, and maybe UTEP. But Louisiana Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Tulsa, um, TCU, TCU, yeah, those are the kinds of uh, squads that are really competing with North Texas for, like, uh, in terms of who do we get that wants to be in Dallas or something like that, you know. Uh, I think we're not necessarily winning those battles. Um, I don't know how much we've been making any contacts or inroads in Houston. Um, but I mean, I, I was thinking <laughs> we didn't get, uh, uh, I mean, nobody got him, right? The Gonzaga dude, Timmy, he's from Richardson. I don't blame him for not getting that guy. That was a, that was a little yeah, while ago. Yeah, well, but mean, then, uh, I was thinking about how like Kenneth Lofton, we let him get out of Texas. We let him go to Louisiana Tech. There's a lot of dudes that go to Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, or something like that. And I feel like we got to win those recruiting battles. We can't let Keaston Willis leave San Antonio, right? Use that incarnate word to go to, uh, you know, Louisiana Tech. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened there or whatever, but I just think about guys that could have been really good for us that are not star-level dudes, not like Kenneth Lofton kind of guys. I would love to have a Keaston Willis out here, right, to, to do a little bit of the Drez role, where you can say, hey, look, J.J. Murray's in here for his defense, but when we want to go offense, we got Willis, we got McBride. Or maybe McBride can get a breather so he can go a little harder, more intently. We can do some more stuff. All right, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a coach. But I'm just saying I think that, you know, looking towards next season, I don't know exactly what happens. I think a lot of teams are going to use the fact that McGaston might not be there for long or something like that against us. It's not as big of a deal in basketball as it is like in uh, like football, right? But it is a thing. They're like, yeah, you're going to go there. Ain't nobody going to be there, man. Anybody that's think it's going to be there next year, they're going to be gone. Um, I think that's a deal. They probably yeah. used it this year. I mean, they probably used it. They probably used it against us yeah. this year in recruiting because we were, we were trying to get after a bunch of guys um, and we weren't able to land them. A lot of transfers, a lot of JUCO guys just weren't able to get it. And, I mean, it's not only that, but, I mean, do you want to – you have that – we love it. We love, you know, being called the <laughs> slowest team in basketball, but that is a stigma. Kids want to get up and down. Um, you're going to be coached hard, which you mentioned <laughs> on this podcast. You know, McCaslin's not going to be shy about getting all up in your ass when you, you know, make a mistake on the floor. So can you handle that? And a lot of kids don't want to put up with that. They want whatever is easiest and they want to score a lot of points. So, but then, then again, you have, you know, Kelvin Sampson down at Houston, you know, they play amazing defense, athleticism off the charts, but their tempo is a little bit faster and, you know, they're able to recruit guys, Texas tech, you know, the same thing defense, but they're able to recruit some offensive guys too. So, I think that the thing for McCaslin to look at himself this offseason is how can we continue to, you know, be really good defensively, but, you know, be able to score at a better pace. Like, you know, we, we don't have to sacrifice a ton of pace, but we need to, you know, be able to score a little bit quicker at times. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I love the idea of maximizing every possession. But I think some some of that can be earlier in the offense. I think there's a little bit like you can watch them against Rice uh, when I watch them a little closer than I have all season, uh, like actually sitting closer to them. That um, you know, like Mac is calling the plays. I I, I wonder if that affects your flow a little bit. Um, I mean, you can kind of see he's like um 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 yeah screen Thomas screen Thomas, and so I feel like hey look that's to me. I'm a player I'd like to see that call now as we're coming down I don't want to hear any ums you know I don't want to hear uh let me think about this hold on let me look at the defense we don't need that coach we need you to be ready with the something and I've, I feel like if there's a criticism of the coach it would be that um like I would like for guys like Ruben and even Perry who came from places where they played faster that go look for your shot early, and if it's not there, then we can get into the slower-paced offense. Like, let them guys cook a little bit early in the shot clock. You know, if, if you have 
I felt like I've seen this, you know, a bunch of times this year where Ruben would have a step or Tyler would have a step, but instead of taking the guy to the basket, they'd hold off and then they dribble back out. And to me, that's not, that's not running offense. That's hurting yourself. Let those guys go attack early. If they're not able to get something early, then okay, let's slow it down. Let's make sure everybody's touching the ball and work from there. That was another thing. Like guys need to, when our guys touch the ball, when it doesn't just stick in Perry's hands, when it was moving from Perry to JJ to Jerez to then to Thomas, then somebody was getting an open shot. Yeah. You just can't stand. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff that happened. You could see it um, where it was like pass, pass, find the open dude. There's, um, I know that the, these guys can coach up the offense and all that other stuff. I, I, which tells me that there's something missing or there's a reason they had to adjust it. Uh, I mean, obviously every coach would be like, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of offensive sets. And you can see that North Texas at various times in Max tenure, they've run some Spurs stuff, right? Motion strong, motion weak. And if you're like, what is that? You can Google it. They have a YouTube thing. You can see the the play stuff. Um, they kind of they've gotten away from some of that, st- and I wonder what it was. Like, was it the guys not getting it? They didn't see, you know. And I know they have a bunch of dudes charting this stuff, so we don't have uh, the full access to it. Um, but maybe they're not seeing enough, you know, points per possession when they're running that motion stuff or the four out motion or some, you know, the, they used to run a little bit of that a little bit more. Villanova type stuff, um, you know. So I, my my guess is that they're not yeah. seeing when they're doing analysis, when they're watching film, enough of what they want, and so they they've made these decisions, and that's fine. I I can get that, but I I think they know, and we know. Uh, and we're talking about this from a consumer standpoint, right? What what do we find entertaining? We want to watch good basketball. We don't want to watch like a war of attrition out there. I don't mind playing slow basketball. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind winning with slow basketball, but what is the upper end of this? Like, is it struggling against uh, Louisiana Tech in, in, uh, in a conference tournament? And again, with the caveat that this particular roster, this particular team was in like a rebuild kind of year. Nobody really expected them to, to win anything. So I don't know. I'm just wondering, what's the next plan? Or is this just like a stop on the way down? You know what I mean? We don't want that. Um, yeah. We want to be more Western in that, no, in that think, way. Where they're, a, they're, they went to the title game, what, four or five years in a row? Yeah, you mentioned, you know, Villanova. Villanova does – they're a slow yeah. team too. I mean, they're one of the top – or the, you know, in the bottom 25 of, you know, tempo teams. Um, they do a good, good job variating their pace. Uh, and, you know, they play that four out got a bunch of guards type thing. So I think if, if we could find a way to, you know, have the subtle variations in our pace of play, I think that will make a huge difference in the offense. And it'll make it difficult for teams to pick up on, you know, like, hey, you know, we don't just got to get back and then we can mm-hmm. get settled in. You know, we got to get back. We don't know if they're going to attack right off the bat or yeah. not. Right? Yeah. So. And, and um, you know, I was kind of watching a couple, a little bit about, uh, this Virginia team and how they adjusted, right? They they got smacked in the mouth versus uh, UMBC. Everybody remembers that. And the way that they bounced back was varying their offense a little bit, right? They they have the blocker mover, and they added a little bit more continuity ball screen, little other things to it. So that way they can get – you saw it tonight, right? They ran a ton of that blocker mover stuff where it was pin down after pin down, and then North Texas was trying to jump that pin down and they would flare out and they got a, a look from there like Kihei Clark took a shot and he missed it. You can see if they had better shooters, then it's very difficult to guard that, right? Those pin down screens, very difficult. It's pretty much why every <laughs> yeah. offense has that in, you know, in some way. Um, but the way they run it because they know exactly what to do, that they can just get into it. Everybody knows what to do. That makes them a little bit faster, a little bit more efficient. You can see it. Like uh, I think you were complaining in the Slack about um, – how we were getting beat uh, because they found that dump off. It's very difficult, right? Because they'll go pin down. It's not there. That guy will run around. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I was pointing it that guy will continue to run to the other side and then come off uh, a flare screen. Uh, and if that's not there, he'll run down and do a pin down. It just keeps going. So you're, uh, our guys did a great job of guarding that because that's very difficult. You said 
Right. I mean, if you're going to beat teams like that, you mm-hmm. got to scout them really well and you have to anticipate the players' mind thoughts. Like, I know what this mm-hmm. dude is going to do when I do this. So that's what I'm going to do. And then I beat the guy yeah. to where it yeah. is. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I thought we held him to 55 points in regulation. Great job. We We kept a lot of the dudes, you know, bottled up. Gardner had his run. He's a good player, though. He's good. My my point about all this, right? The Virginia adjusted. You can see late that they they started getting more ball screens. They had Kihei Clark uh, and one of those big dudes higher up and changed the the point of attack. Made North Texas think a little bit, right? To your point, right? The, they know that teams are like, all right, we know how to guard this. Where they're gonna do this same screen again. I'm ready for it. And then you hit them with something different, right? It's it's every sport where you you know you're like, this is gonna work if we keep them honest. This will work every time. And every once in a while, we'll catch them cheating, and we'll hit them over the top with something else they weren't expecting. I mean, that, that's the game. That's what makes it beautiful, and that's why I love basketball. I love football and sports. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I got nothing <laughs> else. Well, I want to I read some stats real quick uh, Why I got you here. You tell me anything. Uh, can you guess what our points per possession was? Don't look it up. Yes. Isn't that game? game right now. One point, not terrible. One point one one three. Theirs was one point two. Yeah. <laughs> they had, yeah, I like it. I like it. They that. had fifty nine possessions. We had sixty two possessions. Uh, yeah, we we turned the ball over seventeen percent of the time. We led for twelve minutes and we trailed for twenty five and we we're tied for about eight minutes. Uh, McBride twenty one, Belt twelve. Tyler Perry, 16, Usman, 16, J.J. Murray, 0, but he had five assists. Real clutch assists. Uh, Scott with two. Stone, Stone Man with two. On their side, uh, Kihei Clark, 11, Gardner, 17. He was 7 of 17 from the floor. No threes, that dude. He he was pretty good. I like that guy. Uh, Beekman, 13 points, but he was most clutch. He had had nine assists. I think he's one of their big assist guys and three steals. Clark had three steals also. Um, Franklin, their dude Franklin, five of seven from three, 17 points. That guy just all of a sudden decided to become Reggie Miller in this game or the old version of himself. Uh, also Statman, I forget his name, uh, his first name, Statman. The Statman, Cody Statman, <laughs> nine points, uh, uh, 10 rebounds, and uh, I think he had a block or something like that in 35 minutes. He was plus six. Um, Franklin minus thirteen. Turns out, you know, he had all those points minus thirteen. Stone plus two on the night. There you go. Supporting your point. Give the man some minutes. He was plus two. Stone man balling out. Um, would this game have been different if we had Ruben Jones? Yes or no? Yeah. Uh, Like material. Like in terms of outcome. No, I think we still would have lost. I I mean, I, I thought that it really came down to whether or not we were aggressive and we were going to have to survive a little bit of their physicality. And I think they hit us with that. I was thinking it would be more of their bigs and kind of Usman getting bottled up. But I, it was their wings that did it to us this time. Like three steals, three steals, yeah. Really, it was – Virginia was not a good nope. three-point shooting team, and they shot fifty-two percent from the three-point range. There, there you go. That, that's yeah. that's it. Yeah, but as to do is that that guy, he just had he's had a terrible season, and then he just he just turned out. And we don't let yeah. people hit threes, and so maybe to your point, where if Ruben plays, he doesn't let Franklin get off the threes that he did. Yeah, I mean, and you're giving up. Instead of giving up those threes, maybe you're giving up twos because you know Clark or is you know beating Gardner or uh, beating Perry off a, a screen or, or something like that. So that, that yeah, well, right. I think I think what what, what happened, and as we wrap this one up, I think what would happen is that Jones would probably be on the ball where he bothers people there. He either gets a steal or he makes those passes a lot more difficult. But this kind of time, they were like, okay, we got you got whoever on Clark. We're gonna find whoever uh, Franklin is is being guarded by, and that was like Perry a lot of times, and so he was able to get some open looks. I mean, it's a height advantage, right? He's like six four, 
And um um you know, what's his name? Five ten. Is he six four? I'm like I don't have his height information in front of me. Ooh. Uh Armand Franklin. Yeah, he's probably like six four. Just say six four. Everybody's six four, including their six, their seven one setter. Um, (laughs) I will say there was one thing that uh, uh, North Texas alum. uh, I don't remember this guy's name, but the the broadcaster. He was he was hyped about being back in North Texas. He was like, not a lot of seven one two hundred forty centers in Conference USA. I was like, I think of like three or four of them already, just off the top of my head. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about, man? Uh, like yeah, there's some there's some quality centers in Conference USA, and that I didn't I didn't like that. There's a little bit of uh, Conference USA in good uh, when I think Conference USA is year to year, like at least the top four teams, pretty good. Um, so I mean, I didn't love that coming. Yeah, nobody's paying attention no, to not. Conference USA. I mean, we're the crazy people that do it. All right, Joe. So um, as we look towards next year, what are we looking for? Some transfers? Are we getting transfers? Is that we're we getting older, staying old? What are we trying to do? What do you think? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> they're gonna they wait till the end and you know pick off guys that are under recruited, underappreciated. Juke. They're gonna hit the JUCO yeah. route hard. That's what they're gonna do. I. They don't have a ton of offers out for. For high school kids, I got a ton of offers out for JUCO guys and some really good JUCO guys. I think they have like six guys, five or six guys in the in the JUCO top 100 that they have our offers out on. And then it's going to be kind of like playing the the transfer portal thing. Can you go get a Jelly Walker type of dude, and not necessarily like a small speedy guy, but can you get somebody Impact that impacts your yeah. team like that? I mean, Tyler Perry was obviously yeah. a hit. I thought Brown and Hamir Wright were misses. Uh, we got Brown from like Corpus Christi, right? And then we got um, yeah. Hamir Wright from Washington. I thought Hamir Wright was going to be sort of like a Thomas Bell type dude, and then he didn't play basically the whole season. Uh, so I, I felt like you know we're, we're we're talking about the depth on this team. That was an obviously uh, important you know position um, uh, roster spot that I think could have provided a little depth. Obviously, they you know they also had Simmons. He got injured towards ACL. That sucks. He was he was also going to be in that rotation. Might have been the eighth man, um, but I thought Wright being out that was huge, uh, or like not being a major contributor because he was supposed to be right. Here's a guy with three four years experience at Washington supposed to come over here and and do some things. Didn't happen, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the thing. North Texas basketball is good. We have high expectations. I like it. I do think that we can probably stand to fill the the super pit a little bit more and we probably will as uh, everybody you know picks up these last couple seasons gets back into the habit of like going to games and stuff like that right uh it was still a little bit coming off the the pandemic and all that good stuff so um if you can afford to drive there you have to Take the bus to get there, or the, you know, ride your bike to get to the super pit. Can't afford to buy gas these days. Get an e-bike, you know. Apparently, those are the the wave of the future. Micro mobility, it's amazing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Migrant Nation podcast. Shout out to Greg uh, for joining me at such short notice. Um, the next show will probably get Aldo back in here. Uh, he's been a world traveler, you know, fancy guy, this dude. Um, and uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about. Football, y'all remember we had football on this on this team. We're gonna figure out if like Jace Reuter's the dude. Uh, if uh, um, uh, I saw that they moved uh, they moved Kid Drummond to like you know linebacker or something like that. You know he's probably he's eating a little too much of Mama's cooking. They're like, look, look, son, you're gonna <laughs> you look like you're better. <laughs> it was good. I mean, you can't beat the creamy mashed potatoes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Made some chicken pot pie on brioche toast the other day, and that was pretty good. I'm gonna just say that that recipe's good. The uh, Frito chili pie recipe's good, although it has beans and all. You people get all uptight about beans and your chili and all that crap. You know, it don't matter. It tastes good. It tastes good. So yeah, yeah, they they moved him to linebacker, but who cares? It's football. It's Seth the trail. It ain't my thing. <laughs> um, I mean, they used to be good, right? They, they went to a bowl game, you know. Um. Got their ass <laughs> Look, I, I'll say I, all I asked of Seth Luttrell 
last season was, uh, can you please beat UTSA, right? And they did. And I, so I got my moment of joy. You want, you want the sports teams that you follow to give you just a little moment of joy once per season. And, like, for North Texas basketball, that was winning the regular season. That was good. Um, you know, all the other stuff. Beating Texas State and NIT, that was fun. For me and Green football, expectations were lowered. We're all like, please beat UTSA. And that was great. I had a great time watching them whoop up on them UTSAs. Um, you know, and that was great. Good times were had by me. And that's all I could ask for. I didn't get to go to the bowl game. Uh, you know, like I said, because I'm, I'm way over here now. But um, I heard it was fun to drink some, some drinks. But it was not fun watching them lose uh, in, the, in the Frisco Classic. Did I ever tell you? So me and my grandpa, you know, uh, we used to watch Frisco Classic when I was a young young pup, as I imagine you did too. You know, uh, fun, good times. You, you used to talk about how he used to listen to the Frisco Classic on the radio. Good times, good old Frisco Classic. Yeah, that was uh, between what you know, a couple <laughs> of high schools. Good old Frisco Classic, that classic matchup between uh, you know, a couple of college football powerhouses. That's a- no, no, no. It would it would have been between some, you know, powerhouses, two A football, <laughs> state of Texas, draw drawing more home fans than North Texas games. You know, it's good. Uh, so, uh, what else is I gonna say? So, so that will be the next thing on uh, Mingry Nation. And then we're also gonna take a break because I am tired. Uh, I have been enjoying watching all this college basketball now, but uh, I think I started having a dream about it. Like I was like, oh, you gotta hit the the, the postman on the cut. And I was like, all right, it's probably too much. And then I asked my wife for any, some chores. I was like, hey, what, what do you need me to do? Uh, and she gave me some. So yeah. before I sign off, like Jelly Walker was <laughs> in my dream last night. Not last night. Actually, it was two nights ago. And he asked me to go play for him. I'm, I'm serious. He did. And I'm like, why are you asking me to go play? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good. I mean, I could hit a three back in the day, but I'm in my knees right now. <laughs> Maybe he signed up. Maybe he forgot he he signed up for like a rec team. He's like, oh, look, you know, it's a little co-ed rec team down the way. Can you fill in for me? You know, it's just sort of like a charity thing. Maybe that's what it was, you know, in this dream scenario. I don't know. I woke up and was like, you probably been watching a little too much basketball. Also, Uh, it's a good time, but it also, I'm, I'm glad for this break, right? This week break. I don't know if I'm gonna watch any NIT or anything like that. It was a good run. Uh, You know, the NIT was the most important tournament going. For a little bit there, and now, now it isn't. Funny how that happens. Yeah, I know. Today, I, I didn't keep up any of my game day superstitions. Wait, so I you you're the one that made day. us lose then, huh? <laughs> I guess I, I'll take I'll take another L. I'll take uh, another yeah, L. I mean, it was a good time. It was a good season. Uh, I think um, one thing that we all, I mean, all of the Mean Green Nation, and I say this all the time, right? I named it Mean Green Nation because it's a joke. And I don't know that everybody gets that, that it's the joke. Um, but whatever. Uh, that we got to get used to being a real, a real important program that wins and has winning expectations. Um, if, the, if that's what you want. If you don't want, that's fine. Right? If you would like, you know, it's, it's fun every once in a while. Like every five years, every ten years we go. And then we win whatever league we're in. And I learn who's good on our team. And that's it. That's fine. That's an okay way to do it. But I think if you want people to care regularly about the program uh, that looks a little different than what it looks now, like now, right? In terms of uh, attention and including criticism, good and bad. I always say on mangrenation.com, what I at least try to do is give some perspective. I think if you're going to watch it and you're going to criticize it, it's good that we at least know a little bit about it. Uh, I think Greg knows, you know, about some basketball, so I think his criticisms are good. I try to know a little something about basketball, I definitely try to know a little something about football, you know, at the very least. So if I'm going to say something, uh, it's not just like, man, they should they should try to score touchdowns, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't want that. Like, if we see them doing something, let's try to at least understand what's happening. Um, yeah, so we can get some some solid criticisms in there, and I think I think we do a decent job doing that. But that's where that's our that's our give back to the community, the community, you know. Um, and you know, so I think for everybody involved, coaches, players, ADs, all the other good stuff, uh, we got to adjust it, you know, accordingly, if we want to be a good program. I think there's a lot of toxicity at the highest levels, people saying some crazy stuff. Um, 
and we don't necessarily need to re replicate that but i think uh, more attention means more criticism right um or and then more different expectations you know and i think everybody can't be just happy like what we lost usually after lost there's just like one guy saying something now it's gonna be 20 people right that's that's how it goes um if you want to play big time college basketball and i think north texas wants to be big time college basketball Anyway, so that, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to Mingry Nation podcast. And for however many people battled through some of the sillinesses that I had here, I apologize. Zoom kicked me off thrice. Zoom. God dang it. Where's my Skype when I need it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hate Skype. I hate Zoom, too. Um, so, I mean, I just I hate all business class software, I think. Uh, and I think we're done. Ladies and gentlemen, go mean green.